Hey, hey, you are listening to Fearless Pursuits Podcast, where it's that time to slap your doubts and fears around, learn online marketing, mindset hacks, and fuel your entrepreneur's soul so you can have a breakthrough to success in your own business, even if you're just starting out or if you've been in business for a while. I'm Sharon Koenig, an online life and business coach and serial entrepreneur for over 25 years. My goal is to share with you everything that I've learned along the way, including the good, the bad, and the ugly. Each week, we'll explore what it takes to reach your goals, your dreams, and create the financial freedom through online entrepreneurship. Plus, hear interviews from special guests who share their own tips, strategies, and advice on how you can break through to success. If you're ready to dig in, listen in to today's episode. So, are you a budding author and you're curious about the process of writing a book? Or maybe you're not really sure that your content would really be good for your industry. Or maybe you just have a few questions about the strategy and the process of it all. Well, you're in the right place. I have a special guest on today, Catherine Gregory, and we're going to be diving deep into the topic of writing the right book. So welcome, Catherine. I'm so excited to have you on the show today. Thank you, Sharon. I'm really excited to be here. Well, first off, I know that the audience is probably wondering a little bit about you. So why don't you just tell us a little bit about you and how you got started as an author? Yes. So I have a degree in journalism. I had a career, a long career in a corporate publishing company as an editor and a professional writer. But 15 years ago, my life changed when I went on a trip to Mexico and I had this chance encounter with a Mayan shaman. Um, who introduced me to a form of healing work that really changed my life. I, not long after that moment, became pregnant with my daughter and had not been using birth control for seven years. So it was just like this light bulb went off in my head that there's something really powerful in this work and I need to know what that is. And so I, I grabbed him after the session. He didn't speak English and I didn't speak Spanish or, or Mayan. And so we hadn't communicated a word about it. And we sat down at the table and he told me after that treatment that he had worked, he works with women who are trying to get pregnant and that I would no longer have that problem. And so I was really struck by that. But I, I also wasn't expecting to get pregnant. But that's what happened when I went home and got, you know, two weeks later, I became pregnant with my daughter. So I began um, to study with a, a bunch of different shamans and healers. And I changed my my life really and my work. And I, for the last 15 years, have been working in a healing practice, supporting women who are on the path to motherhood, who are trying to become pregnant. And so that's been the work for the last 15 years. And all along, I knew I wanted to write a book. Like I've had this book in my heart um, since the beginning because the information is so powerful. And for whatever reason, I had all the excuses to not write the book, even though I was the perfect per person to write the book. I had the degree, the expertise in you know the publishing world, and then this expertise and knowledge that could really help women and change lives. And yet, I wasn't doing it. And um, you know, my, my excuses were there's not enough time. I went through a divorce. I was a single mom. So there were all the reasons you know that looked 
like good excuses, but I also felt in me like just so called to do it because I knew I was being selfish, not sharing the information. Like that's how it felt. So finally in 2018, I, I literally woke up from a dream and it was like, I was holding my book in my hand. I saw the title. I um, heard in my voice or in my mind, loud and clear, a voice that said, now is the time. And so it was just like, uh, okay, now's the time. I, I wow. knew it was. And so I stopped making excuses and I wrote and published my book. And in that process of, of figuring out, you know, the, how to do it, I wrote it in nine weeks. <laughs> I wrote it in nine weeks. I finally, you know, just stopped making excuses and did it. And then I chose the the route of self-publishing. And so that's how my new business was born, which is um, Birth Your Book program. It's a coaching program to really help authors move through um, the blocks that are holding them back from stepping into you know, the role of published author, expert, um, and really helping them structure the book in a way that's going to change lives. It's really going to um, meet the result that they want their book to make. So that is, that is Modern Wisdom Press, my new business. So many wonderful things in that little snippet. You know, I love the uh, the story of the shaman, you know, and how you got pregnant. That's amazing. You know, and, and you know, it's really interesting how that process and that journey really awakens us to what our real truth is inside and, and what it is that we want to do. But I also love how you fought it. And, and you know, you had those demons in your mind, of, you know, basically just finding excuses. And, and we really think that maybe they're not excuses necessarily, but they were reasons, real reasons why you weren't doing it. But more importantly, I love how you came out of it and actually did it through a dream. You, you, you really were in tune with, you know, the universe, which came through for you and helped you to process this. So I know that a lot of people they have the idea of doing it may not be through divine wisdom like what you have had but i know that they are going through this process of like you know maybe this is a really good idea um but maybe they're curious about whether or not their idea would really you know do well in the marketplace would you have any wisdom for some of these people to you know maybe know whether or not their book's going to be a hit or not Yes, I and mean, that's a great question. I think a lot of people who want to write a book have so much knowledge, so much wisdom, and they think they need to share all of that in one book. And so, you know, my guidance would be to really get clear on who your audience is and, you know, what is the message or the problem you're, you're wanting to solve for them. And when you narrow down your, you know, kind of focus in that way, it really helps you get more clarity about, you know, how to begin the process or really, you know, finish the process if you're already starting to write your book. But that seems to be what I find, you know, with a lot of authors is that there's so many ideas and they think they need to all go in the one book. But really, there's probably a series of book, a series of books in that person. I love that so much. And I never thought about that, you know, in, in the process of writing my book, you know, I can see that now how I could actually split that up and create many different books. I think, you know, initially I'm thinking, I want this to be the most amazing book, you know, and, and I want everyone to just love it. But I wanted it to be like substantial. I didn't, I didn't really want it to be, you know, just some thin reading because my story is, it's deep, you know, and it has a lot of lessons to it. So I'm curious, though, in this process, 
which would be better? Is it better to actually try to find a publisher or is it better to self-publish? Well, yeah, so that was that was another thing holding me back, right? Like I knew I knew I wanted a big publisher and I knew in order to have one, I would need to get an agent and I would need to really have a big following. There's a lot of competition out there in big publishing um, companies for, you know, picking an author who's either already published or they already have a big platform and following to market their book to. Um, so interestingly, when I was writing my book on the topic of fertility, I wrote the last chapter, the last words of the last chapter was on Mother's Day. And in that moment and recognition, I realized like the heartache my readers were having on that day, like they wanted, they longed to be a mother and they're struggling to be a mother. And then here's this holiday celebrating mothers and they're not one. And so it was like in that moment that I realized I want to get my book into their hands sooner than later. So I chose to self-publish and that was really amazing because I got my book out into the world and it was coincidence and the universe, but it was on Labor Day that my book went live on Amazon. And I was just like seeing the synchronicities between Mother's Day and Labor Day, Labor Day. And then it was literally nine months later, I'm not kidding, after I wrote the last chapter that I was holding the physical book in my hand. And so for me, all the parallels were, you know, aligning me to self-publish this book, get it into the hands of the readers and, you know, realizing the parallels that I was using with my fertility clients in the birthing process. The work I do is very holistic. And we we look at all the blocks to becoming a mother on the physical level, the mental, the emotional, the spiritual. And the program and framework that I use with them was actually really applicable to someone who's birthing a book, it, it, they're very similar. So it's just yeah. moving through all of those blocks. And so for me, that self-publishing route was really important just so that I could get my work out sooner rather than later. I love that so much because a lot of people are really, really feeling a lot of anxiety when it comes to publishing their book. You know, they they don't really know the ins and outs of publishing their book. And they they at least in the past, they really felt like that's exactly what I need to do. I, I need to find a publisher. I need to find an agent to do that. Um, and I know some people are, are even having to pay to actually, you know, get their book in, mm -hmm. in the hands of people. So, you know. For you and, and even for me, you know, we have a book in us. We, we have a story to tell, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe some people don't necessarily have, you know, a really deep story. Like, I love your story so much because it, there, it, it, it starts from a journey that you have all the way through, right? But there's a lot of people that, that want to write a book for maybe like a brochure type of of purpose, you know, for business purposes mm -hmm. to help put them on the map, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So would you have any advice for the entrepreneurs out there who want to use their book as a way of, of just breaking out and showing the world who they are? Yeah, I think, I think it's really important to understand that your story, no matter what it is, is, is what's going to connect you to your reader. And so even if it's a technical piece about your business, you got to where you are there's a story there behind your journey that your reader's really going to connect with when you share a part of yourself. So I think the story is really an important piece to think about, including in your writing and in your book, regardless of who you are, just so 
you are human and we relate to you when we're reading your book. And I think that's a really um, overlooked thing. And you know, those books that don't have people's stories in them, it's kind of boring and dry. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. I, I totally get that. And that's where we are in today's society in general. It's, it's really more about humanizing each of us. And we've gotten so far removed because of, you know, the availability of talking with people. I mean, it's so great to be able to talk with you where we're not even, you know, close by. And, you know, being able to work with clients all over the world is, is the most amazing thing. We live in an amazing time. The problem with this is that we forget that people are humans. And when you're, you're putting your words down on the paper and, you know, you don't necessarily come from a place of telling a story, you can create something that's really rather dry and boring. But what I'm curious about the most is, you know, what sort of impact would writing a book have on an entrepreneur? Yeah, it's amazing the doors that open when you are suddenly a published author. People want to hear what you have to say. Like you get on podcasts, you get on live streams, um, you have more opportunities um, to speak to groups in public. So um, there is some clout that goes along with that, you know, um, journey of becoming a published author and having a book um, behind, you, you know, your business. And part of that is um, you being able to, you know, talk about your book. And usually, usually, you know, when you're writing your book, a lot of a lot of times that framework that you're sharing or whatever becomes, you know, the talk too. So they can go hand in hand as you're writing your book. You're really learning about how you're going to speak about the work that you do. And so it can be a powerful tool, not only, you know, to open doors for you, but to really help you get clarity about how to talk about your work. I love that. So in your journey through writing your book, what would you say was one of the hardest parts of writing your book? Well, when I was struggling to write my book, I, I had so many ideas. I was one of those people who thought I needed to share all of the knowledge that I had. And so when I finally, you know, I, I hired a coach and I got some support to just really get clear and get a structure and foundation laid down. And so that was what was really useful for me is just like laying the framework first before I ever wrote a word. And I think the framework and the structure of your book is so key. It's, it's like building a house. It's the foundation. If you don't know what that is before you start to write, then you'll write in all sorts of, you know, uh, tangents that aren't really coming together. So laying that foundation and having the structure first is so vital. Um, knowing who you're writing this book for is so vital. And knowing why you're writing this book, um, you know, really having that clarity of what you want the outcome of this book to be for you. Is it more speaking gigs? Is it more business? Is it more clients? Um, or is it just a transformational journey that you know writing this book will help you, you know, as a person? Um, personally. So it can be a lot of different things. Just having that clarity first and a foundation is what makes writing it so easy because the knowledge and wisdom is already in you. So once you have the foundation and the structure, then you can kind of sit down and really like let the writing flow with ease, with joy. So it doesn't have to be so arduous. So tell me, do you think that you have to be a good writer to write a book? I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I think if you can talk, if you can have a conversation and connect with people, you can write. I've been, you know, a writer my whole life. I had 
diaries and journals as a little girl and I love the journaling process, but I think the best writing is conversational. It's short, succinct sentences and you really connect with it. I think that's to me what really can convey your message the best. I mean, there's beautiful prose and you know, it's, there's fiction, that's a completely different genre. Um, but for connecting um, with your reader, for solving a problem, if that's what you're doing with your book, it's the short, succinct, conversational style sentences that make you a good writer. Gotcha. So besides storytelling, because we, we have figured out that storytelling is probably, you know, a, a real important factor in writing your book. What would you say would be another component of having your book or writing your book that authors should be weary of? Just really knowing uh, who you're writing to like that, I think, often gets lost because you think you're wanting to write this book for the world. Right. Everyone should read my book. Um, but if you're writing to everyone, you're really writing to no one. It needs to be one specific voice, one specific person you're trying to connect to. And the more engaged that writing becomes in that kind of conversation with that one person, um, the more powerful your writing really is. And the more you're really going to reach um, your audience, the people you'd like to reach with your book. I love what you said about having a conversation. You know, when you, you think about your writing, it doesn't matter if we're writing for social media, we're writing for a blog post, or if we're writing for a book. It, it really is helpful um, to really imagine someone, you know, to imagine maybe a friend, uh, someone you know, someone you've come across that you're writing for them. You know, you don't have to name them, I think, in the book, but, you know, having mm -hmm. someone in your mind, what their problems are, you know, what it is that they're they're wanting. And in that way, I think the writing just flows, don't you think? I do. I 100 I percent agree with you, because then it does become a conversation and it's much more interesting to read, even if you're not that person. It's much more interesting for you as a reader to read somebody who's really connecting with somebody else. Does that make sense? Absolutely, it does. I mean, obviously, we've read many books in our past, mm -hmm. and we know what kinds of books we like and what we don't like. And, and you can really feel that energy. You can feel like, you know, sometimes um, authors will choose a ghostwriter, for example, to write their book. Mm -hmm. And maybe we can talk about that, too. But when we think about someone who's using a ghostwriter, someone who doesn't have that energy, um, and maybe even the knowledge of the pain that, mm -hmm. you know, maybe your your person who you're writing it for has. And then that way it feels empty, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, there's a disconnect. And I'm really, you know, my whole healing practice is really rooted in the energetic healing and the energy um, behind everything that is everything that we are. And I think that really comes across in your writing um, when you're connecting with one person. It's that energetic connection. And you really palpably feel that when you're reading the book. And if somebody who is not connected to the work you're trying to share is writing it for you, there is that disconnect. And it can almost feel like confusion. Mm -hmm. You know, as you're, as you're reading it, you almost feel like uh, you don't really understand what the purpose of this book is in a way you can really get lost. So that said, I'm kind of curious, you know, you, you coach with people on writing books. Mm -hmm. So what would you say is one of the biggest mistakes that authors make when they're writing their books? Well, yeah, we've covered the two big ones. The two big ones are not knowing who you're writing this book for 
And if you're solving a problem and, and you don't know exactly what that problem is, like those are those are really important things to know before you write your book. Um, let me think of some other mistakes people make. Or maybe even in the the actual process of publishing it and even promoting it, if you think about that, because there's like this whole process from creation and, uh, you know, we have the foundation to the actual process of writing it through uh, publishing it and then marketing it. So maybe there's, there's some mistakes that people are making along the way. Well, yeah, there are. There all of those arenas are you know potent arenas for mistakes um the the marketing is huge right because if you're writing a book and you're not talking about it you're not promoting it then it's really just not serving your reader it's not really going to connect with the people you want to connect with it's not going to grow your business if that's why you're writing it so the marketing piece is a big part of it and you know in my program we really we start it the first week talking about the marketing talking about the copy you're going to put on the back of the book talking about how you're going to talk about this on social media and there's a ripe opportunity all along the way of writing your book to be talking about the fact that you're writing your book like my book's gonna be out you guys and that way like when you're talking to your audience or whoever that may be um, you're getting people who come up to you or who raise their hand on a social media post and say I'm interested in that and that can be a potential you know new business new client for you so all along the path of writing a book, if your goal is really to you know, expand your business, um, there are opportunities to be doing that. And so the marketing piece is, is really important. Just because you've written a book and you know, it's out in the world and it's sitting in your garage and boxes <laughs> doesn't mean you're gonna grow your business. I love that. And it's really interesting um, thinking about writing the book because you know, you're, you're in the process of doing this and people really want to know the journey that you're on. And I, I really believe that through that journey and through expressing it and marketing, really it's marketing, right? But, you, you know, we're on social media, we're not writing about it in our social media posts, for example, or talking to people about it like we're marketing it, right? Because mm -hmm. we're talking about like we're a human. And at the same time, we realize that we're inspiring people. Right? You're inspiring people through the process. So it's really interesting to me that that's the first place you start with people. Well, it's part of it. Like I have three parts, a nine week program, and there's three parts to each week that we're addressing. And it's, it's, you know, the actual personal process and blocks that you're coming up against you as the author, um, the practical aspects of the writing, I call it the three P's. So the personal, the practical, and then the publicity, right? That's a big piece of this. So we're going to talk about it through the whole program, because those are three aspects of writing a book that you really should be addressing. So before we get into that, because I really want to get into that, as you know, I'm writing a book. It seems like I've been writing this book forever, but um, I, I want to talk, you know, to really help people who may be watching this a little bit more that they're probably wondering about certain habits they need to have to be a writer because we're talking about blocks, for example. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we have a lot of belief that is going around in our head, like, you know, maybe I'm doubting myself. Maybe no one will read this book. You know, what am I doing? Who do I think I am? You know, and at the same time, I believe that if you have routine and process when you're writing the book, you know, it turns into inspiration for yourself and motivation to continue the process. But what would you say as an expert to help authors, you know, budding authors to actually create a process to actually call themselves an author? Because I imagine there's some kind of routine along the way, right? Well, I really think it's, um, it's so important to have accountability. 
Like that's what's coming up when you're saying this, like the accountability and the structure and knowing what that structure is. And so, you know, I was a single mom. I was a solopreneur. There was a lot of lonely working in my life going on already. And writing the book was also a lonely process because it was something that I kept putting on the back burner because I was a single mom and always had the excuses for why I didn't have enough time. Um, but when I finally got the accountability and the coach to like say, let's do this, I, you know, let's make it work in your lifestyle and in your time frame. Um, that was what made the big difference is having somebody cheering me along all along the way, knowing I wasn't alone in that. So, you know, coaches are a wonderful way to, you know, just cut the work down in half. But there's a lot of people that can't, for whatever reason, hire a coach. So mm -hmm. what would you say to someone who can't can't really get into that that mm -hmm. that way of of moving forward in this project, how would they be able to make a routine in their day so that they can actually say, I'm, I'm a budding author. I'm actually an author because I can imagine, like you said, you know, you're putting it off because of, you know, your obligations with your child and so on and you're working, but you know, is there a certain amount of time that people should be writing every day? Well, yeah, I think the daily structure is key. What's most important is figuring out what time of day do you write best? When is your creativity the highest? When are you, you know, feeling like you're most in alignment with writing? And so that can be a process and very different for each person to figure out. But once you know what that is, like setting an alarm in your phone with a little reminder that pops up and says, this is your writing time. And so then you're like, you're staring at it and you're like, oh, is it? <laughs> Am I going to choose that? I mean, there is discipline in this, right? And for me, that was the accountability piece. I really needed somebody to say, yes, you are writing this. Um, it took me about four to six hours a week to write my book in the nine week time frame I set for myself because once I had the structure, once I knew what exactly I was writing and how to write it, um, I really could just sit down and do that in about four to six hours a week. So it's not like 24 seven or anything like that. It fit into my life and I was a working single mom and I did it. So it can so be So for you, you felt like time blocks were good, right? Because I have, I've heard some people say that they, they will not get up out of their chair until they've written a thousand words, right? Mm -hmm. So for you, you're, you're suggesting that time blocks is better. Time blocks is great, but it's also really important to make sure you're in a high state to write. Like we're not always inspired. And so if you've set your time block and you're like, meh, and you've had a bad day or something's come up and you're really not feeling it, it may be better to get yourself into that state. There are a lot of different tools to do that. We talk about that in my program. Um, but to get yourself in that kind of alignment to really be creative and in the flow, maybe reschedule that time block if you need to, but like not keep putting it off. But that's, it's really important to like not sit down and try to push through something if you're not feeling the inspiration because you're not gonna connect with your reader. That writing's not gonna be great. You know, I think you really touched on something that is really vital, and that is that this is a very creative process. And, you know, we can use this for social media writing, for example, right? Mm -hmm. So the same is true for writing a book. I mean, there may be some people who are watching this some people who are listening to this who are saying, you know, I, I'm not going to write a book. This is not important to me. But if they're an entrepreneur, for example, and they're using social media or doing any kind of copywriting for ads or whatever, then there's a creative process, right? Yeah. So how does a person get into that creative state of mind? before they sit down and do the work? 
That's such a great question. And it's so individual to each person, like what inspires them. And I'll just share for me, and it's totally geeky, but I love to play music and dance. Like I have to move my body to like get the flow going. Or I, you know, just step away from the computer and I go outside. I let the sunshine on my face. I am in nature. You know, nature is a real inspiration for me. Um, dancing and movement is a real inspiration for me. Each person is going to be really different about what helps them feel aligned and connected. Um, so yeah, it's just a matter of figuring out what that is and, and doing those things before you sit down to write. And I'm hoping that when they finally do sit down to write, that they don't sit down with their all of their blocks, <laughs> because that's that's really what it is getting in people's way to actually follow through this process to completion. Mm -hmm. So we were talking before about how there's all these different, uh, we'll call them blocks of uh, jobs that we have to do, right? So in the marketing stage, right? So we've we've um, we've started doing it in the very beginning, right? We're talking about how we're doing this and, and people are interested in your struggles, you know, and your wins and they're rooting for you and everything. Mm -hmm. And they want to see it because they're excited for you. Mm -hmm. And then you finally are publishing the book. Now, do you have any sort of suggestions and ideas on how people can market their book? I think the more people who know about it, and if you have like a close circle, like a mastermind group or friends that are connected to you that you can get to promote it for you on their social media, like that's a great way to like a ripple effect, get the word out. So yes, like the more people you know and the more people you connect with, the more you're talking about this book on live stream, on podcast, et cetera, um, the more people are gonna learn about it. It's a great marketing tool. I've heard of something called a launch team. So it's it sounds like something that you're talking about. Would yeah. you be able to elaborate on what a launch team is? That's exactly what it is. It's all the people you know, you're asking them to join your launch team. And really, you know, you want to invite enthusiastic promoters, <laughs> the people who are on social media all the time. You want to like connect with those people who have big followings. Um, yeah, but you invite them to be on your launch team to help the, get the word out about your book. You can offer them like a free copy of your book if you'd like to, to entice them to join your launch team, but that's always helpful. And again, it comes back to having that accountability, having the support you need. And that's such a, an important part part of the writing process as well. So if you can't afford to hire a coach, have an accountability partner who's a friend who's got your writing blocks in their calendar and they're texting you saying, are you writing right now? You know, it can be that simple just to keep you moving forward. But the same for a launch team. It's like really asking for support, asking for help. You know, I feel like that is so important. So I, I want to make sure that we reiterate that for anybody who is writing a book that, you know, you want to be able to, you know, offer something to entice people to actually support you because it is one of those those situations where, as you pointed out before, where we feel very, very alone in the process, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It can be lonely, but it doesn't have to be. So saying that it doesn't have to be, would there be anything that you could suggest or recommend to a budding authors on how they can actually get more support, you know, maybe through um, author network or something? Yeah. So, you know, I mean, my program is really small and I only take six authors at a time, but like having that kind of 
accountability from other authors also writing their book, like that's powerful. So if you know other people writing their book, that's a great place to, you know, reach out and say, hey, can we, you know, support each other in this and, and setting deadlines and getting, you know, our book out together. Um, yes, there's a lot of writing programs and coaching programs. All of them are different and all of them offer different things. Um, I think that kind of support, especially knowing that you're not the only person writing a book, you don't feel so isolated. There are other people going through this at the same time with you. It's really powerful. It keeps you motivated moving forward. Oh, I can imagine, you know, when you, I mean, as an entrepreneur in and of itself, you know, typically very alone, you know, there, a lot of people, you know, they, they're so excited to say, I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to work from home. And then you work from home and you're in your pajamas and everything yeah. and you, you have all this freedom. And at the same time, it gets very lonely yeah. and, you know, you, you, you seek support. And that this is where I, I love the online space so much because, you know, you, you can share if you're vulnerable enough to share your struggles because the truth is is that people really want to hear your struggles they do they want to know when you're failing so they, they can offer help I think that's that's just the way us humans tick so the one thing I'm curious about now let's dig a little bit deeper into the process of self-publishing yeah so what would be some tips so I'm assuming self-publishing would be um, um, obviously Amazon right yeah. Uh, would it be uh, Goodreads or where else? Well, there's Ingram Spark, there's Amazon. And, you know, the journey to self-publishing is, you know, it can be it can be um, complicated. Let's just put it that way. Um, you hire all the, you know, professionals who are going to design your book and copy edit it and give you a developmental edit and a line edit and a proofread. Um, and making sure that you do have a cover that looks not self-published, right? It looks professional. There's a lot of self-published books that look self-published and like they're brochures essentially. So, um, you know, it depends on what your goals are with your book. Um, but for business growth and professional purposes, it's really important to have a professionally edited and designed book. So you really do want a team of experts on your side, helping you make sure you have a high quality product at the end of the game. Because if you don't, then you're not so credible and then you're really not going to be growing your business in the way you want to grow it. So yes, ideally, you know, you are working with a team, you've got some people supporting you in that, and then you can get your book live on Amazon, like I did on Labor Day for my book. Um, I had a launch team too, and it got to bestseller status when we launched. Um, in the categories that I was hoping to promote it in, which was fertility for my topic. Um, so there's a lot of ways to, you know, gain publicity through that launch team and through your friends as you launch through the self-publishing process onto Amazon. So and the other thing, well, I'm sorry. The other thing about self-publishing, most people don't know this, is that, you know, when you choose to self-publish, you own 100% of your content and your book you get all the royalties from the sales of your book. And that's not the case with other publishers. And so it's really important to do the research. Like there's hybrid publishers out there and there's big house publishers. You know, the bigger publishers out there will own your content of your book, which means you can't turn around and use it for an online course. There's a lot of, you know, legalities you need to look through in those contracts. Um, and so that's why I chose self-publishing too, because I knew I wanted to use the content in my book for an online program. And I, you know, wanted more control and the royalties that I would get from the sales of my book. So it was a benefit for me to do the self-publishing for that reason too. Got it. So one thing I can see, so I can imagine someone thinking about 
All right, so I'm going to publish my book on Amazon, and I hear all these people talking about how they're number one Amazon bestseller. So tell the audience just exactly, well, maybe not exactly, we probably don't have time for this because it's not a course after all, but <laughs> what would be a tip that you could give people on how they can reach Amazon bestselling status? Yeah, you know, that's just the same. That's what we were just talking about is just getting as many people as you can on the day your book launches to promote it on their social media and to buy your book, right? Like if it's for sale, some people do like Amazon has a little uh, promotion option where you can choose for your book to be free on a certain day. And so, you know, everybody wants a free book. So they're going to download your book. So that's another way you can get your numbers to go up. You know, um, people use that best selling status a lot for marketing reasons. And I think you need to be a little careful with that, what that can mean, but it can really help you um, just, uh, you know, have more clout, um, the more people who are exposed to your book and buying your book. And so, I don't know about Ingram, but I know Amazon has, you know, some promotional tips in there for how to get your book into, you know, those categories, how to choose the categories your book goes into, and then how to make sure that it's up at the top as you are launching your book. Awesome. Awesome. So I know some people who are listening to you are saying, wow, she really knows a lot about writing books and uh, maybe they have a book that they want to publish. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your coaching program that you have? Yeah, so I, I shared earlier about my fertility work and the framework that I'm using with these fertility clients is a transformational process of you know becoming a mother, stepping into a new level of yourself, um, as well as birthing a baby. And I just realized the parallels of that when I was writing my book, like this transformational journey of becoming an author and birthing this creative product that is your book. They're very similar. And so the program is, is really designed to help you structure the right book, to give you the right foundation for how to write it, for how to really connect with your reader and your audience, but it also addresses those, you know, blocks that we come up against that we might not even know about, like the beliefs or the thoughts, um, the subconscious, you know, uh, things we say to ourselves, we don't even know we're saying to ourselves that are holding us back. And so that transformational piece is blended with the structural piece of writing the book along with the marketing and we get your book done your manuscript is finished in nine weeks. And I think that accountability piece of going through it with other people who are writing their books, of having an expert coach guide you along the way is what makes that nine week time frame possible. Fantastic. So birth your book, I love it so much. So um, how can people who are interested in working with you find you? My website is modernwisdompress.com. And there's information about the program on that. It's basically a landing page. And then you can click the button to have a phone call with me. And I love talking to people who are working um, on ideas and, and stuck in their process of writing a book. And so um, if you click on that button, we'll um, set up a time to chat and see you know, how I might be able to support you or if I could direct you in another direction if it's not a good fit. Excellent. Well, terrific. It sounds so exciting. You've been so wonderful to answer all of these questions. And I thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you sharing your wisdom with us today. Well, when does your book come out? Well, coach, <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited uh, to read it. Well, then you will be on my launch team. Okay. Yes, I, I will let you know. I would love it. I would love it. <laughs> well, I will let you know when I know. 
Okay. Well, good luck to you. Good Thank luck. you so much. So make, we'll make sure that we put the links that were mentioned in the show in the show notes. So thank you so much for being here. Thanks, Sharon. I really enjoyed talking to you. This week's episode was jam-packed with great content. And now it's time for you to take massive action. Make sure to schedule your strategy session with yours truly and also visit fearlesspursuits.com where you can subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And while you're at it, if you found the show valuable, we'd appreciate a five-star rating on iTunes too. Or if you simply tell a friend about the podcast, that helps too. Be sure to tune in next week for our next episode. This is your fearless online business coach, Sharon Koenig. Thanks for listening. Now go out and be fearless so you can change the world.